Does anyone relate to a life filled with noise? Okay, only one of you. Okay, so I'm only talking to you because I can relate to this. Hello, again, my name is Pastor Kath Kaminsky and I'm the church planner for Beacon Covenant here in Lincoln. And I am so excited to be with you today and so blessed to be able to enter into this series on emotionally healthy spirituality. I don't know if you've ever read that book before or if this is a new concept, but it's something so rich because so many of us do get caught up in the day-to-day. -day. Maybe just two of us, but I'm guessing that it's a few more. Have you ever run from silence? I realize that even when I am distracted and bombarded by noise, I still choose to fill it with even more noise. Whether that's the radio, or watching a film, or reading a book, or simply just trying to zone out by adding more noise. There's something in me that actually fears the silence. How are we ever going to learn to listen if we don't take a moment to be still and to press in to that listening ear? Have you thought about that? Does anyone here want a deeper relationship with God? Okay, there's a few more hands. That makes me excited. This whole idea of emotionally healthy spirituality is the promise that there is more, that God has a wholeness and a richness to a relationship with Him and a purpose for our lives, and yet we miss those opportunities to press in because we are simply going through the motions. And here's another thing. We are set up on a Sunday morning to receive information. Think about this. Even as you're seated here, I mean, granted, there are aspects of a Sunday service in which we engage, but there's also a large part of our Sunday gathering in which you are receiving information. And that's fantastic. But the other six days are about transformation. And so today, I hope to give us an opportunity to think about ways in which we can choose to engage in order to deepen our relationship with God. Because in reality, that's what he has for us, that's what he wants for us, and if we take the opportunity to be silent, to be still, then there is a richness on the other side. Will you please pray with me? Almighty God, you created us for relationship with you, and to be in relationship with one another, to steward this earth, and to receive the goodness and bask in the glory of your creation. And yet so often we lose focus or perspective. Lord, as we look at these two distinct opportunities in which we can engage in a deeper relationship with you, I pray that you would stir something in us. Holy Spirit, would you be at work not only for us to hear, but then to respond. For Lord, you have good things for us, and you have a good life for us, and a greater purpose. And we can only hear and see you and participate when we pay attention. So Lord, we give you this day. 
would you speak to us? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. You know, I was doing some reading about what emotionally healthy spirituality is, and it says, in essence, true Christian spirituality is to love well. And this requires that we experience connection with God, who is the author of love, amen? And also with ourselves and with others. Emotionally healthy spirituality, it starts with awareness, seeing where we are disconnected, and seeing the opportunities for us to engage. And again, for me, the win for this morning is if we can walk away with a deeper understanding of the opportunities of Sabbath and daily office. Sorry, someone just changed the slides. I'll change the slides, so don't worry about that. I forgot to tell you all that beforehand. <laughs> Uh, so the, the win for me is if we walk away with a greater understanding of Sabbath and daily office, and more importantly, if we can identify some first steps in which to engage. So think about that as we go forth this morning. Alright, so the first one is going to be Sabbath. Now, who here practices Sabbath? Now, that's actually the response I was thinking of. I mean, we take, depending on your work schedule, Saturday, right? It's a day off. Also happens to be the day I do laundry, uh, when we bring the kids to the basketball game. There was that yard work that I said I would do. Oh, and that DIY project that my spouse told me that needs to get done, you know, last weekend. All right, no, you know what? What about Sunday? Maybe Sunday will be our Sabbath. We're here to worship, right? Oh wait, but I just saw that person I wanted to talk to about a church, that, that business that we needed to schedule for that meeting. Let's just do it right now. And actually, since we're in the same place, why don't we have a meeting about uh, that ministry event? And oh, let's get that business done. <coughs> do you know what we miss when we start to fill this time that could be set apart for God, we miss the opportunity to delight. We miss the opportunity to pause. We miss the chance to rest. We miss the chance to go deeper with God. So what is a true Sabbath? Sabbath is a 24-hour block of time in which we stop work Enjoy rest, practice delight, and contemplate God. This is not a day off. It's so much more than that. We're going to go deeper into the history and the meaning behind what is Sabbath, but I think it starts here that it's different than a simple day off because we choose to engage differently. We see God in the midst of this pause. And we also see what he has for us. Now the other practice I want to talk to today is about daily office, which you may or may not heard before. If there's anyone who comes from a Catholic background, this might be a more familiar practice. Now, Daily office actually goes all the way back into Old Testament times. 
but it is a rhythm of turning to God in prayer in order to listen through silence and stillness. I say that again. It is a rhythm of turning to God in order to listen through silence and stillness. Now this is a period of fixed prayer at regular intervals. So this might look like every morning at 8 a.m. and every evening at 8 p.m. to stop and to be silent, to be still in order to listen. Now these two things, that's the what. What is Sabbath and what is daily office? But I think in order to have a deeper understanding, we have to understand where this comes from. And this is the history piece. Sabbath, we first see in the scripture that was read for us, Exodus 20. Now, when you think of Exodus, does anyone here think of uh, Charles and Heston? Yeah, some of you are laughing and other people are like, I don't even know what you're referring to. If you don't know what I'm referring to, that's okay. At Easter time, hopefully, uh, the greatest movie ever made will be on television. Ten Commandments, they used to play it every Easter. I don't even know if they still do that. So Ten Commandments, you could also think of stone tablets. Does anyone think about transformation? The Ten Commandments were a gift to God's people who, they had just spent 400 years in slavery. That's about 10 generations of enslavement. How long would it take to break that cycle, that mindset of oppression? What would be the structure, what would be the invitation in order to change these people into God's people? It starts with these stone tablets in which are an invitation to reshape their lives not according to what they think they need, but a relationship with God. And Sabbath is a huge part of this. Sabbath is a huge part of this because it will remind them of who they are. And we'll get to that in a minute. The other history that I just want to give you, and we're not going to talk about it here, but if you are in small groups, you'll have a chance to engage later this week is during the time of exile, when God's people had been captured by Babylon and brought to Babylonia, it was the first time that their foundation of promise as God's people, which they had been complacent in, was all of a sudden shook to their core. Think about this. They were told they're God's people, and now they're captured and brought into exile? What does that mean about who they are? What does that mean about God's promises? Are they still good? This is the first time we see God's people stopping and listening and turning to God to remember who he had always said they were. And we see this in the life of Daniel. So if you take a chance this week and read Daniel chapter 6, you'll see God's people turning to him and in regular intervals of prayer in order to build that relationship that Pastor Evan was talking about. Again, if you are unfamiliar with someone's voice, how do you listen? And how do you listen well? Now here's what I really want to get to today. 
I don't want to give you a list of things to do on an already busy list. I don't want to give you a check, a checklist where you can say, okay, I've engaged. God is inviting us to transformation. What is your heart's desire? Do you want that deeper relationship with God? Because it is there for all of us. There are opportunities for our faith to be deepened right here, right now, this day. But it's about a choice of whether or not we engage. And the reason why Sabbath or daily office are so important is it gives us that chance to engage once a week or every single day in such a way that we remember who God tells us we are. These practices, they're about identity. Both the Sabbath and the daily office remind us that we are God's chosen people, that we are saved and we are loved. Again, I go back to Exodus. God's people had been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. This is all they knew. And even though they had seen miraculous things, even though God had parted the Red Sea and helped them escape this oppression, so quickly, they thought back to that time and said, oh, it really wasn't that bad. Oh, at least we had food over there. Now we just have this manna. What is going on? We so quickly run back to what we know without realizing what God has for us is so much greater. It takes time. It takes repetition. It takes consistency for our lives to change. Think about trying to get healthy in general. I mean, I can be all about health and never change my diet, never exercise more, never go to a therapist, and never spend time in prayer. I can be all for health and not about changing anything in my life. And do you know what the end result is? An unchanged life. These practices remind us who God is and who God says we are. It's also about trust. Trust that I'm human. I have limitations. And God is capable even when I'm not working. I don't know about you, but I have a whole list of things I should do and things I need to do. They are important, and I have to do them right this moment. Have you ever heard of the tyranny of the urgent? This idea of there's always going to be a list of things, and they need to get done right now. Daily office, Sabbath, this is a chance for us to practice trusting God. Putting those things first and seeing how God works out the rest. It's relinquishing control to the one who is ultimately always in control. Because i got a secret for all of you. Okay, don't tell anyone. But when we think we're in control, we're just deluding ourselves. Don't tell the kids. You are in control. <laughs> we know it's true. We know throughout Scripture that our Creator is one who has always been in control. 
and who is one who can be our refuge instead of trying to work so hard, we can trust that he is capable. And it is about transformation. I asked earlier, who wants a deeper connection with God? How do we get there? if not setting the rhythms of our life with Him at the center. Again, health doesn't happen overnight, and we have to at least put ourselves in a place where we go out of our comfort zone, interrupt our rhythm. And do you know what? He's good. He will <coughs> respond, and He will give us good gifts, and we will see new life. But we have to choose to engage. And it's that consistency over time. And you know what I realized when Pastor Evan was talking to our little ones? One of the most important aspects of this is perspective and relationship. How are you going to recognize God's voice if you don't take the time to listen? How are we going to, when faced with troubles or tribulations or circumstances that are seen so outside of our control and overwhelming, how will we know that there is hope in a future if we don't have a regular rhythm that gives us perspective that God is good, amen? amen. I know I read the Old Testament and say, oh, you silly Israelites. And yet God will be good today and later this afternoon I will forget. I confess that, and I ask God to meet me in that place and help me remember. Because that's the other thing about Sabbath and about daily office, it's memory. It's choosing to remember that God is good and allowing that to set our vision of the world. Now all this information means nothing if we do not choose to respond. We're really good at receiving information, but do you know what happens? We become spiritual gluttons, and we're just full. And actually, I was talking about this at uh, another church, and they said, do you know what happens when I eat a big meal? I just want to take a nap. We can be so filled with truth, that we fail to ever take that first step. And in the end, we are spiritual gluttons without a changed heart. But I do not say that in order to shame us, but to give us some motivation for action. So Sabbath, it's not as complicated as we make it. Sabbath is about stopping. Choose to set a time for God. The goal is a whole day, 24 hours. This is what we see in Exodus. This is the command. But if we're honest, starting at that point can seem so impossible that we're bound to fail from the very beginning. So set apart 12 hours. Set apart six. But set apart a time for God as holy. And rest. Cease striving and know that He is God. Put away your shoulds and what you need to do, and remember that you are human and embrace your limits. One of the most important parts of Sabbath is actually delight. 
Now, when God gives this command to his people, he reflects the story of creation. And does anyone remember what it says in Genesis 1:31? On the seventh day, he said creation was very good. Life is a miracle. And when we practice Sabbath, we actually get to see the blessing of the life around us. And practicing delight is an integral part of this. Because we remember the blessing. And it gives us perspective for everything else. And last but certainly not least, contemplate. We remember that God is in all of this. We distinguish Sabbath from other days off. I've got a question for you. Anyone here retired? Does that mean you have seven Sabbaths? Yeah, you wish. I know. Uh, the only thing I consistently hear from people who are retired is they're busier now than they ever were when they were working full time. The truth is we need to distinguish what a Sabbath is from te a technical day off. And that's stopping, that's resting, that's delight, and that's contemplating God in the midst of this. Now, another way to practically do daily office, this might be hard, but it doesn't have to be. Let's not overcomplicate this. Again, a win for me is if you understand these two things and you can think about the first step. This simply means two or three times a day stopping for only a few minutes and simply turning to God. You find a quiet place away from distractions. Take a few deep breaths. Choose a simple prayer. Whether it's a piece of scripture you're deciding to read, the Lord's Prayer, or simply one of my favorites, Psalm 4610, Be still and know that I am God. So often we go to God with a list of things that are burdening our hearts. That is not what daily office is. It's about going to him with a willingness and an openness to listen. It's about praying that Jesus will come with his full will and his full love in such a way that we can hear from him. And the reality is, you try to do that, you will get distracted. That's okay. Just if that happens, go back to that prayer. Now, I don't imagine anyone's going to leave here today and spend the next hour doing daily office. That's not actually what it's about. It's about setting a pattern for your life in which you regularly engage with our living God. And it's as simple as finding a quiet place, choosing a small piece of scripture to read, praying for God to have full access to our heart and his, and then when we get distracted, going back to him. But we all know there are obstacles. And those obstacles are different for each of us. I think we need to start by acknowledging that there are obstacles and then not letting them stand in the way. The biggest win for me is if you know where to start. Transformation happens when we put things into practice. And again, you're not going to be healthy because you ate one salad 
you're not going to be able to run a marathon because you went for one job, as much as I would really love for that to be true. But you're never going to get healthy if you don't eat that first salad. And you're never going to be able to run that marathon if you don't take that first step. So what does Sabbath look like for you this week? Could that be something you or your family or your friends take a step towards? What about daily office? Have you ever thought about setting an alarm that at 9.30 you take three minutes to sit, be still, and listen? In my own experience, what helps a lot is accountability. Do this with a friend. Do it with a spouse. Do it with your loved one. Do it as small groups. I love that First Cub is taking the opportunity not only to learn about emotionally healthy spirituality, but then walk this journey together. Sunday might be about gaining information, but it means nothing if we don't then choose to participate in the other six days. So my hope and my prayer is that transformation will come, because our God is good. Would the band please come up, and would you please pray with me? God, you are a good God, and you have so many good gifts for us. You have called us your own, and you have called us to a life of purpose. It's really hard in this life that gets filled so easily to hear your voice and to respond in faith. And yet you give us the chance to engage. So Lord, would you obliterate any obstacles that can stand in the way, and would you help us to choose you this week in small and simple steps that will see grand transformation. All for your glory and your kingdom come. Amen.